Hello, everyone. Here's David opposing the Matrix. How are you this evening? It is 5 to 11 on Friday night for my Jewish friend Shabbat Shalom. Shalom. And, um, oh boy, I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned um, a couple or three weeks ago that uh, earlier on, like in the early 2000s, uh, it was easier to approach a lot of the problems that are happening in our society because there weren't that many problems. Yeah, we've always had societal problems, don't get me wrong, but, you know, back 70s, 80s, 90s, um, you know, there was like maybe five or six major cults that you had to address. Um, and then there was the UFO thing that nobody was really talking about. But there were a lot of little things. But nowadays, my goodness, it's it's ridiculous. You know, we have to, to put up with these branch COVIDians and their, you know, their, their increased activity, their increased boldness when it comes to talking to you and me, <laughs> me and you. Right there um, about social distancing, about masks and everything else. It's almost like this thing is never going to be over, never, ever, ever going to be over. And um, I find that that is not acceptable. Um, today, I had to go up to uh, uh, Kaiser and I had to um, have a test done. And I, I figured, OK, the. Everything in Oregon's been lowered down now. You know, we don't need to wear masks. We don't need to wear, uh, we don't need the social distance anymore. We can go into stores freely and not worry about, sir, would you put on a mask? You know, um, I swear if I have to go do that again, I'm going to bring like a Frankenstein mask or something. And I'll say, okay, here, and I'll put it on while we're on the store. You didn't say what kind of mask. You just said a mask. So anyway. <laughs> Sorry, folks, this camera turns everything around, okay? This is my right hand, and to you it's my right hand. But when I look at the picture, it's my left hand, okay? I know. So it's a little confusing, so that's why I kind of, you know, every once in a while I'll rearrange my glasses and stuff like that or raise an eyebrow to see which one is the left side and stuff. So if you can accept my quirks, then uh, that would be great. Thank you. so anyway, yeah, I, I went up to, to have this test done and I walked in the front door without a mask because the guy in front of me was walking in without a mask. And I'm like, finally. And the minute I get in there, I get approached by a, a branch COVIDian. She had to be. She's in the medical field. And I think they're all probably um, inoculated or vaccinated now. And she says, sir, you need a mask on. <clears throat> and I said, OK, well, I'll, I'll bow to your, your edict today. And I bent down to get a mask. She goes, what? Like she was going to scold me or something. And I said, I will bow to your edict today. And she just kind of dummied up and walked away. And, uh, well, you know, seeing a liberal dummied up is like saying water's wet, you know. Um, you're supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, you know, that kind of ticked me off. And it just ruined my whole afternoon, you know, because... Again, it appears that uh, we're not going to be over this forever, you know, and uh, and I'm preparing for this winter. You know, they're going to come out with a different uh, strain, you know, it'll be the Delta or it's the new one, the Lambda, you know, and it's it's going to start up all over again. It's going to ruin the economy again. 
oh, that Trump would come back and straighten things out. But I don't know if that's ever going to happen. If it does, I will be the most thankful person in the entire universe. If not, I'm just going to be a grumpy old man, which I am already. So nobody will know the difference, right? So anyway, I'm running into this more and more with people. You know, I told you the thing about the pharmacy up in Portland. Oh, don't ever go to Portland, folks. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And it's a waste of uh, waste of everything. And, um, man, I'm telling you, that city, you know, you could see why God wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, and I know that was because of homosexuals and stuff like that. But there's a lot of other things going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, too. And, you know, if I if if I'm right, they were probably all liberals in Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lot and his wife were the only conservatives there and his two daughters, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then the angel came and told him, hey, get out of town. We're going to destroy this place. Uh, so if you live in Portland and you're listening to this and you're a righteous person, get ready because an angel might come up and tell you you need to get out of this place. He might even lead you out of the city. Uh, the only place to go is east and south. So I guess you could go west, but um, I think you'll just be running into more of the um, the socially inept people that liberals are. Anyway, and uh, so, yeah, I've been running into this a lot, you know, and <clears throat> with these with these branch Covidians and. And it's getting old. It really is getting old. And uh, something's got to happen. Something's got to change. So anyway, uh, move on to another subject here. And that subject is something I heard from the White House today. I actually heard the press secretary say it, that they're going to start initiating strike forces to go out and make sure people are vaccinated. Now, strike force is a military term. If If you didn't know that, you probably know it anyway. But um, it's a military term and it, you know, militaries go to war and they enforce, they enforce the law of the land and, uh, and they kill people to do it so far, not in this country, but you know, um, news at 11, you know? <clears throat> so, uh, she went out of her way to say, well, you know, we've talked about this and it's not going to be a military or police. It's going to be, um, strike force made out of people, um, local people, people in neighborhoods and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, and I really fast, I flashed on the movie Frankenstein. Remember when uh, <clears throat> the townspeople had had enough and they went up with pitchforks and torches to the, to the castle and banged on the door and everything? Well, that's what it's going to be like. Uh, whether they have pitchforks and, for- and, and <laughs> pitchforks and torches, I don't know, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility because those two things together when a mob has them are pretty darn scary. Um, so, and even if it is uh, the police or the military or something like that, you know, do I want the military killing me because I didn't get a shot or I refused a shot or do I want my neighbors killing me because I didn't get a shot? Um, <clears throat> if it's my neighbors, you know, it's, it's fight back time. But um, anyway, so they're planning on this, and and I, got, I found an, an interesting article. I'm going to read it to you, and of course I'm going to give all credit where credits due because that's what I do. <clears throat> this is from Tyranny News. <clears throat> excuse me, Tyranny dot News. Excuse me. Yeah, here we go. And it's um, a post from uh, today. As a matter of fact, 
It says White House officially announces vaccine strike forces that will go door to door targeting anti-vaxxers in their homes, forcing Americans to take the kill shot. Okay, interesting. Okay, and this is uh, by Mike Adams. And I don't know where Mike Adams is. Um, but anyway, I'm giving credit to him. He might be at Natural News. I'm not sure. Okay, here we go, folks. It's official. The White House has publicly and unapologetically announced the deployment of strike forces, a military term. Well, I just said that. To go door to door across America, targeting unvaccinated people in their own homes. This was proudly announced yesterday by Jen Psaki. Where they got her from, folks, I have no idea. I don't know. She looks like a bar fly to me. Um, anyway, the goal of the program, which has already been an is already been denounced by numerous state governors and U.S. senators, is to coerce people into taking kill shots of spike protein bioweapons, in other words, the COVID shot, which are deliberately mislabeled vaccines. Very quickly, this program will be ramped up to full mandatory status, which means gunpoint enforcement of deadly shots, essentially meaning that the U.S. government is unleashing death squads across America. That's a possibility. Okay, I'm not totally ruling it out, but it's a possibility, uh, knowing what this government's like. Jeez. Um, I was going to go into something really quick here. Okay, I'll remember later. Okay, and, and they're not even hiding it anymore, it says. My best advice on how to handle this is, one, if they come to your door, don't answer it. Two, if they keep knocking, call the police. Three, if they break in your door, defend yourself. Yeah, howdy. Um, and number four, at all times, video record whatever is happening and upload your video to brighton.com or other free speech platforms. Every human being has a right to self-defense. An assault with an experimental vaccine that has already killed at least 7,000 Americans, according to the VAERS 8.hhs.gov uh, website, is, of course, an assault with a deadly weapon. Anyone attempting to assault you with a deadly weapon is committing a criminal act and should be arrested. Here's what Jen Psaki said this week. Our work doesn't stop there, and we're going to continue to press to get 12 to 18 years old, year olds vaccinated. That's one of the reasons why we initiated these strike forces to go into communities. You know what? Dr. Um, Dr. Mengele would probably be very proud if he read this. Um, the Biden regime just declared war on civilians as a subtitle. Strike forces is a military term that refers to armed squads who intend to destroy their target. In this case, the target is everyday American who refuses to be injected with the spike protein bioweapons. The government has declared war on the American people. You know what's funny? If a woman wants to get an abortion, she yells out, my body, my choice. You know, with this vaccine, I'm going to start yelling it out, my body, my choice. And they might argue, well, you know what, but you know what, you're you're dangerous if you if you get the the virus and you could spread it to other people and you know and I say well you know what an aborted baby might be the person that was being born to save this world and you kill the world you know <laughs> so anyway uh, let's see what consists of FEMA okay deployed domestically these military strike forces will consist of FEMA office enforcer excuse me and almost certainly armed federal agents. 
These might be more accurately called death squads, and their goal is to either inject people with the deadly bioweapons or medically kidnap them and take them away to FEMA's COVID uh, death camps where they can be exterminated quietly without making a scene in the streets. Anyone who resists this with a firearm will likely be executed on site and labeled a domestic terrorist. Yeah, I can see that happening. This has gone beyond merely authoritarian. The goal of the government is extermination, mass depopulation by any means necessary. This is a declared um, this is a declared war against humanity. Pasaki didn't use the phrase strike forces by accident. That's not a phrase to be used lightly either. It has very specific meaning and that's all about using militarized squads to destroy intended targets. Listen to the full situation update podcast and it's got a link right below to get to that. And this is on tyranny.news. Okay. To continue, the second video offers a short 10-minute summary of all that this of all this that also discusses the likely timeline of how it overlays with gun confiscation and false flag operations. First, they need to run the false flag, then uh, issue an order outlawing all firearms, and then they dispatch the vaccine squads to the homes of those who refuse the vaccines or who own guns. If you comply. You are killed by the vaccine. If you resist, you are taken to a FEMA death camp. If you fight back, you are executed on site by armed federal strike force teams. They want you dead, and they are openly declaring this intentions, these intentions to mass murder Americans in the name of community good. Now, I, when I read this, yeah, I did read it before. I forgot about that first part, the squads, but I did read it, and um. I immediately thought back to Hitler, you know, I know I use Hitler a lot as an example, but you know, this government is acting a lot like the Nazis. So why not use Hitler? It's also acting like the Bolsheviks in the Soviet Union. You know, those two philosophies were kind of opposed to one another, but at the same time, their goal was the same to enslave the populace under the guise that you're making things better. And what is this vaccine? You take it because so people won't get sick and our society will be better for it. So anyway, um, so I was, you know, looking back at that, you know, a little bit of the history and, you know, they had a, it was the Weimar Republic before Hitler and uh, their president's name was Hindenburg and he was president for quite a while, Paul uh, von Hindenburg. And, um, you know, he was, he was getting kind of old and in the thirties he was in his eighties. And he died of natural causes. I wanted to look and see if maybe there was a little hanky-panky that went on to kill him, but it wasn't. Well, he became uh, president, I think, three or four times. And I think they served seven-year uh, presidencies back then in Germany. And uh, the last one he, he got into, though, he wasn't feeling that well. He was, you know, 87 years old. My goodness. You know, there's got to be things that are going to be going wrong. So, um and he was getting up there in years, and so he appointed Hitler to be chancellor. Now, the chancellor in Germany at that time, um, kind of like a prime minister, but not. Uh, what the what the chancellor did back then is they put uh, legislation through, which, you know, in Hitler's hands, it was like putting a bull in a china shop, you know, um, because he used some of that legislation to take over the government. And... Um, and they would do other uh, functionary things, um, legislative-wise and stuff like that. And uh, it wasn't until, well, Hitler, when he was uh, chancellor, 
he later changed his name to the Fuhrer, which is leader. Um, but uh, there are a lot of parallels to the to the Nazi Party in Germany back in the 1930s and 40s, and and what's going on in this country right now. But there are a lot of parallels between what's going on in this country right now and the uh, beginning of and uh, the beginning of the Soviet Union and into the the later years of the Soviet Union. You know, it's uh, man, you know, people are getting Hillaryed left and right, and if you don't know what that means, they're being um, they're being suicided or, or dying mysteriously in strange accidents or something like that. Um, if you talk out about anything anymore, you're putting yourself in quite a bit of danger. So anyway, um, so there are many parallels with the, with the Soviet system, you know, the communism, the Marxism, and, um, actually it was more of a Leninist, uh, yeah, Leninist system. Um, the Marxists are basically the Chinese. But anyway, uh, so uh, with the Soviet Union, you know, it was the, the whole thing was, you know, the, the poor people, the people are being uh, abused. So we need to take the government over for the people and help the people. And with Nazi Germany, it was basically kind of like the same thing, you know. Oh, the German has been oppressed by the, by the allies, you know, we've had hyperinflation, super hyperinflation. And, uh, you know, they, they're asked, the allies have set forth demands for, you know, our peace that uh, are totally not, um, not doable. Uh, you know, they, they were supposed to pay back the allies and it was basically bankrupting Germany. So the allies had a lot to do with the rise of Hitler. Uh, anyway, um, so, Hitler's thing was um, was uh, basically a socialism. Well, the the, the name of the party. Um, let's see if I can find that. Oh, not there. Okay. Uh, the name of the party is in English is the um, the National Socialist Germans Workers Party, and in German. If I don't murder this, it's uh, uh, National Socialist Deutsch Albert Parte. Albert is um, or Ar- Arbeit, sorry, Arbeit Parte. Uh, Arbeit is the German word for mer- for work, and that's what was above all the death camps. Uh, it used to say in in English, uh, well, it said it in German, but in English it was hard work makes you free. Um, you know, it was totally opposite. Hard work makes you dead. Um, but anyway, that's something we go into some other time. But um, so we we see a lot of parallels, uh, the rise of Hitler. And, you know, when you think about it, um, in modern day, a chancellor, which, you know, I guess um, it's kind of um, akin to a prime minister in, in, our, in our modern society, uh, especially in Germany, you know, they have total power. They do have a president, but he's basically a uh, a patsy. He just sits there. He's a figurehead. He he doesn't really do anything. And the same with Israel. You know, there's a president, and he does have a few functions, um, but nothing that really has anything to do with the um, the protection of Israel or the uh, the armed forces or anything else. Those are all under the prime minister. So Hitler really had it good 
you know, when, when he was a chancellor because he got to push legislation through that actually got him to uh, the chance. Well, not the chancellorship, but the uh, uh, for lack of better words, the presidency and uh, which he later turned around to be the to be the Fuhrer instead of the president. Now, Fuhrer is a much stronger word in German than president is um, because president in German has was always um, kind of marginal. You know, uh, back before that, they had Kaiser, and Kaiser means king in German. So anyway, um, so if we look at, we got Biden there. Biden is basically a prime minister when you think about it, because <laughs> um, he's worthless. He he can put through, um, he can sign legislation, but the, the guy doesn't even remember his own name. He doesn't even remember he's president from time to time, you know, and, and uh this should be really concerning to everybody because he's got the nuclear football, but he comes up with a lot of things, but I don't think they come from Biden. I think that there's another person that's running Biden. Now that could be somebody in the new world order. It could be um, somebody in the um, Illuminati or something like that. That's basically given orders. Um, I know it's not uh, Kamala Harris because, you know, she's, she's more worthless than Biden is, you know, she's, She's just like a lump of clay sitting on a, a potter's wheel and the wheels turned off and the potter's left for the day. <laughs> you know, she, oh, I don't even want to get started on her. But anyway, um, so basically there's, there's no, really nobody that we know of that's running the nation. Uh, it's kind of like, um, like the proletariat in the Soviet Union. You know, there's, yeah, you have one central leader, but you also have all the other, um, people in the Kremlin that uh, are there to make decisions and uh and you know they're they're basically under the dictates of the of the premier because the uh, Soviet Union had premiers and um but at the same time you know they could they could oust because they have done that before <laughs> had done that before anyway um you know they didn't like the leader they got him out and that's why I think Stalin was such a a jackass you know um killing all those people and everything because he you know he had a good right to be paranoid <laughs> Um, there probably were people that were trying to oust them. I remember a teacher telling us when, you know, I was probably fourth or fifth grade. The teachers in New Jersey were, were awesome. You know, they were. I don't know if they still are. But our teacher, um, his name was Mr. Sneeden. He's probably gone now. He was probably in his late 30s back in the 60s. Um, nice man. Wonderful man. And uh, he used to tell us stories about communism and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he's the one that told us about Trotsky having to escape to Mexico. And then later on, they found him and killed him. Um, I wish he would have told us about Frida Kahlo, because when I went to Mexico, boy, was that a shocker. Uh, Unibrow, ugly woman. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I mean, grossly ugly. Um, You know, it's in her case, it was probably reflecting what was on the inside, too. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so Stalin probably had a reason to be all paranoid and everything because he knew that uh, purges happened in the in the Soviet system, and uh, they happened quite often, actually. But uh, So he turned the tables on all those people, and I think he killed like 20 million of his own people. That's pretty piss poor, if you ask me. Pardon my French. Um, but uh, anyway, so what do we have coming down the pike here, you know? Uh you know, the, they're talking more and more about forced vaccinations. Um, 
the governor here said she wouldn't open up the state until 70% of the people were vaccinated. And I think it got up to that number, but the good news is, well, depending on how you look at it, it's tragic because people are probably going to die. But um, from a political stance, it's, it's probably good news because it's probably going to make it to where Oregon's a red state again. Um, you know, next two, three, four years, once, once everybody starts kicking the bucket and let me let me interject something in here because I know we have a lot of believers that listen to this show and and I'm going to say if you know Yeshua and you're you know him as Lord and Savior and you're born again that the stuff that I'm saying about dying in the COVID thing is is probably not affected effective for you. Um, you know you took it with the best intentions. Sometimes you felt guilty and you took it out of guilt or you were coerced by a family member or something like that. And that's not your fault, really. Um, you know, and the Lord says that there's no weapon formed against us that prospers. So just keep that in mind and, and know that uh, the Lord's got your best intentions in his mind and in his heart. And that uh, while others, what does that scripture say? A thousand will fall on my left side and 10,000 at my right. That scripture was for you people. Okay. And for me, I guess too, but uh, I didn't take it, but, um, anyway, so what's going on here? What's, what's going to happen? So uh, what's probably going to happen is that um, there's going to be an attempt to make this, um, to force this thing on people. And I'm hoping that we have enough people in government and also in the private sector. I know a lot of governors are against this. You know, they're, they're against forcing their people to do stuff. And a governor in a state has a lot of rights that, uh, that the feds can't take away. Well, they can, but the governor's got to be strong and fight this. But I know North Carolina, the governor of North Carolina said that he would not enforce something like that and he wouldn't allow it in his state. So hooray for him. And of course the government's like, Oh, well, you know, uh, we'll just cut off your, your federal money. You know what? I'm so tired of federal money being used uh, to blackmail good people. You know, I had a grandfather that he had a will and God bless him, but there was a lot of times when he would hold that against his sons, my father and his two brothers. And, you know, if they made a mistake, oh, well, you know, I might have to take you out of the will. <laughs> my Uncle Johnny answered him and told him they could stuff the will somewhere where the sun doesn't shine. So um, that pretty well took care of that. But, um, you know, I digress. So, you know, the federal money, you know, take your federal money and. And go give it, well, no, I'm going to say go give it somewhere else because you'll give it to the Iranians or something. But here's an idea. Put it in an account with, with a high interest rate and save it. No, the government's not going to do that, especially the Democrats, leftists, progressives, socialists, communists, all the same thing. Um, so hopefully it'll be opposed by so many people that it won't happen. But if it does happen, then... Um, it's going to be an interesting time, folks. It really is. Uh, we're going to have to bank on the fact that maybe some of the the police and the sheriff's departments will will actually do their job to uphold the Constitution and to protect not only the Constitution, but the people that they're over, you know, that they tend to, the sheep that they tend to, instead of leading the sheep to the slaughter. And um, like I said, governors are against this, and I know mayors will be. Well, not too many mayors here, except maybe in eastern Oregon and southern Oregon. Um, but the north is kind of lost. Um, 
in the north and west part of Oregon is basically the People's Republic, you know. But um, anyway, so it could or could not happen. Who knows? You know, it's it's all according to what Yahweh has in, in his plans, of course. And uh, is he going to he never causes this stuff to happen. He allows it or he disallows it. And um, hopefully in this case, he'll disallow it. But uh, so, but this isn't the end of the, the whole deal, too, because it's this COVID thing was just a start. And like I mentioned in the article, you know, it's OK, we're going to come get your guns. You know, we've heard that. I've heard that since I was a little boy. You know, they're going to come take our guns or we're going to come take your guns and stuff like that. But um, as time marches on, it gets more and more close to being a reality. And, you know, I, I keep hearing that, oh, well, you know, there's there's what, four 40 billion rounds of ammunition out there and there's you know each there's enough rifles in this country for every uh, everyone to have three or four rifles and you know and stuff like that but will they really be used you know will they really be utilized and who knows you know i i'm really torn about this because i know i have to protect my family and stuff like that but at the same time um you know, does that go against what scripture says? But I'm going to just take it on a day by day thing. And and I know that I have to protect my family. I know that's that's very important. And and I will if I have to. So um, but, you know, you can talk your way out of things. You can um, you can lie. Did you get the vaccination? Yeah, I did. Where's your papers? Oh, I lost them. Sorry. You know, we had them in the car and they blew out when we had the windows open, you know, or something like that. You know, I was tending the fire and they fell out of my front pocket into the foot stove. Um, that's a stupid enough story to believe, actually. And uh, so anyway, uh, there, there are interesting times ahead. You know, there really are. And, you know, we did a show a couple of weeks ago about um, is China going to come and invade? Well, they just may, you know. And, uh, and then we did another show last Monday about the traders in this country who are setting it up so that China can come here and maybe have a victory. Um, all the Benedict Arnold's out there, you know, and uh, without, <clears throat> excuse me, without acting, excuse me, acting without the knowledge that um, they're seen as throwaways, these people are. And the minute that the, if that, if that case scenario did happen, the minute that they're, they're through using these people, they're going to be, um, they're going to be shot. They're, or murdered or something like that because uh, that's just the way the the communists work. They they're like Satan. They use you up until you're done and they cast you away. And uh, if they just were to cast you away, you know that would be a good thing. But most cases they know that you're dangerous because you've worked for them and you kind of know a little bit about them, so they want to eliminate you. Um, it's like leaving the mafia. You know you just don't do it. Um, so anyway, it's it's going to be an interesting time coming down the road here. It really is. And um, I would just try to encourage everybody to to kind of stay. Um, stay loose, you know, just keep your eye on what's going on, you know, try to determine that the the um, the seasons that we're going through the the. Um, you know, Yeshua used the thing, you know, you guys can discern. um the the seasons, but you can't discern the sign, time of the sign, <laughs> signs of the time. Excuse me. And uh, 
I'd like to think that our audience has discernment and can do that. If you're listening to this show, you've listened to a lot of other shows where people have talked about stuff like this. So you're very well versed in it. I know you are. And I'm happy about that because, you know, we can only work together to make things work. And um, if we're all of one mind or of similar mind, um, we'll all work together in this and uh, we'll be victorious and overcome the evil that's in this land right now. Um, I don't know about Trump coming back. I always hear, you know, I look, I, I read the Q posts. I got onto eight coon and um, there's a lot of stuff on here from Trump and if, or from Q, excuse me. And if this stuff's true, that's great. But, you know, I keep hearing, you know, I hear, Oh, it's going to be May. Then, Oh, it's going to be June. Now it's supposed to be August. Okay. So three years from now, is it going to be, well, it's going to be in January of 2022. You know, it's, uh, you know, so if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, life goes on, hopefully. And uh, <clears throat> and we go from there. But uh, by the way, you know, this stupid COVID thing, um, I felt the first effects of it today. Uh, actually, this week, um, I was in eastern Oregon a couple of weeks ago, and um, I forgot to crack the windows a little bit, and my windshield cracked. And so no big deal. You know, I got coverage for it with the insurance and stuff. Well, that's no problem. But trying to find a windshield is uh, near next to impossible. Um, I was told by several glass shops now that, oh, they're just not available. You know, they're trying to catch up, but they're not available right now. And I'm like, oh, that's good. You know, we've got winter coming in about three or four months. Hopefully it's fixed by then. Uh, because it's really one hell of a, one heck of a crack. I'm sorry. I, I got this mouth I got to pray about. Um, I shouldn't be doing a show if I'm going to talk like that. But um, it is what it is, I guess. But, um, anyway, what else was I going to do here? That's funny, you know, because I was looking up Chancellor and a picture of Mer- Angela Merkel came up. And, well, if that woman isn't the granddaughter of Adolf Hitler, nobody is. Um, or daughter, maybe. I don't know. Um, several years ago, she was meeting with Netanyahu. Boy, that must have been an interesting meeting, huh? And um, <clears throat> he raised up his two fingers on his hand to make a to make a point. And when he did, it cast a shadow right over the center of her upper lip. And it looked like a little black mustache there. <laughs> and boy, I, <clears throat> she really looked like Hitler with that, I'm telling you. But um, I got a feeling that... Uh, Hitler's line goes on and that she's part of it. I don't know if she's got any kids, but um, my uh, suspicion is she does and that Hitler's DNA is going to continue. So anyway, so weather-wise, you know, I keep hearing about global warming and and I don't believe in global warming. I'm sorry. <clears throat> they haven't convinced me. I was almost convinced of it a couple of weeks ago over in eastern Oregon. Um, and here, too. <clears throat> here in the Willamette Valley. Well, I'm kind of in an offshoot of the Willamette, Willamette, excuse me, Willamette Valley. And um, I'm just really tired, folks. I didn't get a good sleep last night, so I'm kind of mumbling and bumbling my words. So, um, But, uh, yeah, it usually only gets up and maybe the mid eighties, maybe the high eighties for about three or four days and maybe in the nineties, uh, low nineties for maybe three or four days during the summer. And that's it. It's usually in the seventies or the low eighties. 
And, um, man, a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, 113 here one day, and it was 107 the next day. And then the third day, it was 103 or 104. That's when we were in eastern Oregon. It was like 108 or 9 there. And, um, you know, the people in the state crack me up because they bank on the fact that the weather's here is good all the time. So um, some people around here don't have air conditioning. Okay. Now I realize that some people can't afford it, but when you buy a house or you get a new house, it's always easy to stick it on there because you can include that in the payment and uh, still people don't do it. And these little portable air conditioners are, you know, they always sell out of them in the summertime, especially this summer. And, uh, and people count on those. Well, at the very best, it'll cool your house down maybe 10 degrees, you know, depending on how big the room is and everything. But, um, it's just that I here's the deal. I think that the um, I think that the pole or the, the axis of the earth has shifted um, considerably. And uh, because of that, I think that um, the weather that, for instance, the weather they had down in California, northern California, like in Sacramento, where I used to live. I got a feeling that that kind of worked north. Now, whether it worked north four or 500 miles, that's hard to tell. Um, but it's definitely, it doesn't rain here as much anymore. They tell me, um, because I've talked to people who lived here all their life. Um, it doesn't rain as much. It doesn't, it gets hotter in the summertime and it's the dry heat, like down in the Valley in Sacramento and something that they're, they're not really used to here. And, um, so, you know, people are making a run on air conditioners all the time. Uh, we had a, um, one of those little air conditioners put in um, that kind of cools the whole house. Um, it's really nice. It's got a little unit outside and works really well. And I highly recommend them. I think it's a Fujitsu and uh, it's been working pretty good the last few years. So, you know, knock on wood. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, the weather has been changing, I do think, but it's not because of global warming. It's because the earth has shifted a little on its axis. Um, there are indications that that has happened. Um, the other, uh, about five or no, maybe about eight or 10 years ago, they started changing the numbers on some of the runways. Uh, I know it was down in Tampa. I think they changed that one <clears throat> because the numbers on the, on the runways, um, have something to do with, uh, the, um, the alignment that the runway has with magnetic North or with polar North. I can't remember which one it is, <clears throat> but, um, they had to change them. So that was pretty interesting. But uh, in the north, uh, the magnetic north pole is going all over the place. I mean, it used to be kind of in northern Canada. Now it's up by the North Pole, and it's working its way over to Siberia and uh, pretty quickly, too. So uh, things are changing. And I, I would kind of like a warmer summer up here and a warmer winter, too. would be nice. So if that's what happens, then hallelujah and praise the Lord. Um, it'll change things for people that live up here. They won't know how to deal with that, but you know, maybe that's why I'm here to help them to do that. But, um, anyway, um, so far we haven't had any fires, um, any big fires here like we did last year. My goodness, that was something else to come outside and see orange clouds and everything in the yard was orange. That was, that was apocalyptic. It really was. It was, it was almost scary. (laughs) But at the same time, it, it, it was kind of like had me in awe um, just to see that 
that could be that way. I mean, I've seen stuff like that before, but not quite as intense as I saw last year. And we had a bug out for two or three days anyway. So, um, yeah, things are, are getting a little different. Um, and, you know, we were told by Yeshua in uh, Matthew 24 and, um, and in several other places that um, these things are going to happen towards the end times. You know, and that uh, this what's happening today is just a walk in the park compared to what's going to happen in, in the future days or years ahead. Um, you know, if you think this is weird, <laughs> uh Stick around. <laughs> um, hopefully, well, I don't know. I don't want to get into the whole rapture thing, but um, so I won't. But uh, hopefully, we won't be here when all that happens. But who knows? Um, anyway, well, I think I pretty well exhausted what I was going to say, talking about everything I wanted to talk about. And just to let you guys know that, you know, someday that knock on your door isn't going to be your neighbor or your kid coming back from college or your grandkid coming back from college, as the case may be. It might be uh, three or four or five people that uh, are going to come to your door with a a syringe in their hand and want to poke that thing in your arm and fill you with that uh, DNA destroying garbage that uh, that's out there. So um, don't do it. Okay. Um, no matter what you do, if that happens, no matter what you do, you know, you're, you're toast anyway, because if you, um, if you don't take it, you'll get killed. If you take it, it'll kill you. And, uh, but you know, we're going to, we're going to hold out and, um, not make a decision right now on this and just kind of watch the signs of the times and see what's happening. And, and then, uh, and then go with that. Um, it doesn't work to rush uh, rashly into a decision of something that hasn't happened yet or may never happen. So, um, President Trump, if you listen to this radio show, we're waiting for you to come back anytime now. Okay, anytime now, you're welcome. And uh, we'll back you up 100%. So, I doubt that he's listening to this show, but who knows. Uh, folks, I'm going to go ahead and say goodnight then, and uh, because it's now been almost an hour since we've been on. And uh, maybe it's been over an hour, I'm not so sure. But um, anyway, have a blessed uh, weekend. We will see you on um, on Monday night, and let's see if I can remember what we're going to talk about. Um, oh, come on, David, brain, do your job, man. Um, I Well, it's going to be a good show, don't you worry. Uh, we've already discussed it and everything, and and um, well, hold on, maybe I can enlighten you because I've looked stuff up. Uh, that pertains to it. <laughs> and of course, I didn't save it. Well, anyway, it's going to be good. So, um, you folks have a wonderful weekend. Okay. Have a blessed Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, if you attend services, have a blessed time then. If not, have a blessed time at home. Okay. And uh, with that having been said, I say good night, uh, happy weekend, and Shabbat Shalom to my Jewish friends. And, and uh, well, live long and prosper. Okay, live long and prosper in Yeshua's name. Amen. Good night.